What made him this way? What is the attraction? What keeps us fascinated? This is the story of Chris Chan. In the year 2000, the Chandlers came back to their family home in Rutgersville, and in August, at the behest of his parents, Christian began attending Piedmont, Virginia Community College, where the highest level degree students could attain was an associate degree. Perhaps spellbound by illusions of grandeur, Chris chose to study marketing, but Bob quickly transferred him to a computer-aided drafting and design degree, in the hopes that it would be a better fit for his challenged son and his future. According to the PBCC handbook of the time, this was a two-year degree worth 15 credits. In addition, he took English classes and even a tennis class. Apart from study, he continued to develop his Pokemon website and added more cards to his wall of originals, creating cards representing, among others, his beloved Sonichu. In October, he launched Quick's Sonichu site, a website devoted to his original character. Over the course of the year, the Sonichu family grew. He created Sonny, Sonichu's pre-evolutionary form, and dedicated a trading card to him. He also gave Sonichu a female companion, Rose Chu, based on Amy Rose from the Sonic franchise. After high school, contact with his gal pals was lost, apart from Kelly. He claimed to have called her every weekend for about a year. For Christmas of that year, Christian made her a CD entitled Songs for Kelly as his gift. He incorporated a mini Sonichu into the artwork. Winter of 2000 is also significant, for that was when Chris created his Sonichu medallion, made of Crayola model magic and acrylic paints. Late 2000, I bought some Crayola model magic clay, and I molded and crafted the first original Sonichu medallion that I wore around my neck with a makeshift chain which I later replaced with a better necklace I bought from Pacific Sunwear at my mall. He would rarely be seen without it. The following year, he continued to develop the lore around Sonichu, which included creating an offspring for Rose Chu called Rosie and designing an Archie Comics cover for Sonic the Hedgehog vs. Sonichu. For his mother's 60th birthday, he made her a cake with Sonichu on it. In July, he filmed the City of Quickville tour using the stop-motion feature on his Game Boy camera. The town in question was his yet unfinished Quickville made of Lego. He still hadn't settled on a naming system yet, so he spells it in two different ways. First with an I, then with an I and a K. The tour is led by a Lego incarnation of Christian, and he shows two landmarks of the town. The water tower and go-kart pass before the video abruptly ends, possibly due to the Game Boy camera only having the capacity to hold 30 frames at a time. In August, Christian got a job at Wendy's. He was mostly in charge of cleaning trays, tables, and carpet tile flooring, keeping the place neat and serving the customers with kind, understanding help. He alleges that he never quite saw eye to eye with a supervisor who disagreed with Chris's way of operating. According to one supposed event, he got his uniform dirty, and despite it being likely that he could have swapped with a clean spare at the establishment, he proceeded to continue to work with his sullied attire, 
and even attempted to wash it in the bathroom sink. According to Christian, a female co-worker gave him a hard time, pelting him with criticisms and insults, perhaps mistaking her constructive criticisms for attacks against his person. He also admitted he took breaks frequently, neglecting other duties. Chris was fired from Wendy's in September or October 2001 for a number of possible reasons. One of the most popular motives for his dismissal was that he performed a Donald Duck impression to a child at the restaurant, bringing him to tears. In other accounts, he said that he was fired after he drew an unflattering caricature of an older female co-worker. His termination was likely a culmination of these events. It was also around this time that Chris ended his weekly calls to Kelly. He gave conflicting reasons for this. He first stated that he suffered from noviophobia, a term he coined, which he defines as a fear of speaking to a woman who may already be in a relationship, which convinced him that his calls were in vain. Initially, Chris stated that he was told by his mother that Kelly most likely already had a boyfriend, so he might as well quit his attempts. But later, he changed his story saying that he came to that realization all by himself. In other retellings, he said that he simply forgot to call her one weekend, and after he broke the routine, he didn't want to continue. On February 24th, 2003, Christian spent a tearful 21st birthday. For some reason, he was kicked out of English class by his male and possibly gay professor. Like many historical accounts of his life, he keeps changing the story. First. He said that the class was reading the book, Wednesday's Child, which featured an autistic girl. He recounted that he told the professor that he was autistic as well, which resulted in a misunderstanding and Chris being forced to leave the class. Alternatively, he admitted to causing a disruption in class, writing in a report, exclamations you'd likely hear from a black person in church, which prompted his dismissal from the classroom. This ejection further increased his hate for men and gay men in general and further convinced him of launching a pursuit to find true love. In order to meet whom he called a boyfriend-free girl, he launched his love quest. However, finding that one special person in his life wasn't going to be easy. Christian didn't feel like he had the confidence to approach women on his own volition due to the infinitely high boyfriend factor. This term refers to the very high probability that any girl to whom he spoke already had a boyfriend making it close to impossible to find his coveted, boyfriend-free girl. By extension, every man who already had a girlfriend was thought of by Chris with seething loathing. With the infinitely high boyfriend factor, I'm not fond of about 99.9999999996% of the total male population, with a margin of error of the 4 billionth of a percent for about 100 men, of whom are okay acquaintances. Those doofs get all the luck, having a sweetheart to care for and to be cared from, getting all the hugs, kisses and e emotional support and the security of a solid future without loneliness and with love and children. And besides that, my autism is not much help on the programming of my mind. Sigh. Oh. My life. To combat his reluctance to approach prospective females, he devised a way in which women would approach him instead. The attraction sign. Christian created what he called an attraction sign, which was much like a personals ad, but in public. 21 and single white male, shy, smart, young at heart, computer skilled, humorous, a great thinker and go-getter, natural salesperson, enjoys good parts of life, 
diplomatic, friendly, loves his family, peaceful, very creative, he's lonely. Seeking a cute 18 to 21 single female companion, 18 to 21 years of age, does not already have a boyfriend. Single, average to slender weight body type, white, lives in Charlottesville or Rutgersville area, does not smoke or drink alcohol, happy, positive personality, average high income, drives a vehicle. If any men read this huge sign, mind your own business. And to all men with girlfriends, except marrieds and blacks, go jump off a cliff. Have a nice day. He would hang the sign up at the PVCC lobby and would stand or sit beside it in the hopes of attracting potential mates. Based on the attraction sign and later comments, it is clear that instead of finding the love of his life, his quest for a sweetheart was more of a quest to lose his virginity and to find a woman to mother him and financially support him. Just a couple of months into his love quest, Christian was met with an obstacle. Mary Lee Walsh, the Dean of Student Affairs, tore down his attraction sign and allegedly even tore it up in front of him. According to Chris, she yelled at him in a violent manner and said that his way of doing things would not get him a girlfriend. It is likely that Walsh may have, in fact, taken down his sign and told him that it was inappropriate as his methods were akin to soliciting sex on campus. In any case, he was deeply disheartened by this event. It literally shattered my heart to almost nothing and murdered my soul. In response to this attack, Christian made another sign, which was quickly removed in a similar fashion. This was to be the beginning of Christian's make-believe conflict with Mary Lee Walsh that will haunt him for most of his adult life. As an act of catharsis, Christian wrote a poem called Saddest Heart in the World, in which he refers to Walsh in the most unkind of light. Lonesome and sad, lonesome and sad, the mastermind is very bad. In efforts of getting a boyfriend-free gal, that female dog took my only idea for a fall. Heartbroken, sad and very lonely, I may never remove my virginity. On April 10th, Chris wrote a short story called Sonichu and Rosechu, the genesis of the love hogs. It establishes the origins of Sonichu and Rosechu, and also incorporates elements from the Sonic the Hedgehog lore, such as the Chaos Emeralds. In addition, the story features a lovely Pokemon trainer. Her name was Kel, short for Kelly. He published it on his Sonichu site. In June, Christian found work as a salesperson for Cutco, a cutlery retailer. It is unknown whether he actually managed to sell any knives. Later testimonies prove that he was still in possession of unpurchased stock, holding onto some items more than a decade after he was employed. His tenure ended in August, when his boss left the Charlottesville area. In August, the newly formed band, Christian and the Hedgehog Boys, released their debut album. The band, which was led by Christian and also featured Sonic, Sonichu, Shadow the Hedgehog and Black Sonichu, in fact only existed in Christian's head. The album entirely consisted of Christian singing melody-free vocals with original lyrics over existing songs being played in the background. His songs covered a range of topics, such as his search for love in So Need a Cute Girl based on I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Tell me why I'm stuck as a virgin. Autism in A-U-T-I-S-M, sung over the Backstreet Boys, Larger Than Life. A -U -T -I -S -M. 
learned his Spanish skills in the Ricky Martin adaptation La Cocina and La Casa de Casanova. Later that year, Chris wrote another poem, Sonichu's Ode to Rosechu, an attempt at depicting the romantic ties binding Sonichu and Rosechu. O Rosechu, you are as beautiful as a rose, though a zap bud is the flower that heals your woes. He once again reinstates his idealized views on relationships between men and women. If I evolve into your knight, I will protect you with my lance. Speed makes no difference, though you are slower than I. You dance in the field with such grace and style. Sigh. The poem closes with possibly the first utterance of a variant of Christian's commonly used term, sweetheart. Rosie, as often as birds tweet, will you be my lovely heart sweet? In October of 2003, Christian reunited with his childhood friend, Sarah, for her birthday. For the special occasion, he made her a present. A hand-drawn comic book detailing the complete history of their life together, entitled Chris Plus Sarah's Life Shares. It is from this work of literature that the majority of their interactions with each other has come to be known, including Sarah's supposed childhood bullying, which then 21-year-old Chris completely neglects. Like most of his creative attempts, it is self-centered, bragging about his accomplishments concerning Sonichu. He also talks about her personal life, including her relationship with her boyfriend. As of sometime before July 2000, Sarah has been living with her boyfriend, Wes Isley, a magician who does parties. He closes the book with hope for the future. A special note from Christian to Sarah, I hope that we can hang together sometime, but for now and forever, we will always be good friends. To return the sentiment, Sarah decided to spend Christmas with the Chandlers, which delighted Chris. Nintendo. On November 22, 2003, Christian filmed a documentary of his activities in the game Animal Crossing on the Nintendo GameCube, which he then sent to Nintendo for consideration. Chris narrates this hour-long tour of two of his self-made towns, Quickville and Quick City. Since the documentary features a video game player narrating his activities while playing a game, this possibly makes Chris the first ever Let's Player in the modern understanding of the word. Hello, Nintendo! Welcome to my Animal Crossing for Nintendo GameCube. I am your host. My name is Christian Weston Chandler. I live in Rutgersville, Virginia. And I is 21 years old. And I play because I'm young at heart. So anyway, we're going to take a tour of my city. Like everything he produces, it includes Sonichu. So anyway, stepping out is my character, Sonichu. He's wearing the clothes with the character on it. Like I said, you might remember his face. And there's his actual face. You remember the rest of his body, you see the whole picture. Chris performs a spontaneous rendition of Yellow is a Mellow Color off the Sonic and the Hedgehog Boys album. Yellow is a mellow color. Yes, it is. It's a mellow color. Sonichu's absolutely and mellow color. Yeah. He also treats the audience with a performance of So Need a Cute Girl. Tell me why I'm stuck as a virgin with rage. Tell me why I so need a cute girl my age. Tell me why I ain't never wanna hear you say I have a boyfriend. And that was inspired by a real thing. He previews the in-game diary that he keeps. As for a monthly journal entry here in November, 
Yeah, I try to get a girlfriend because I don't have a girlfriend. But I have made up a poem. Let you guys read it. Alright. Scroll down a little bit as we go along. It's a very good poem because I am an artist as well as a poet. I make a rhyme every time. He proceeds to give a tour of his bedroom. This is my bedroom. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Because I like to make things fun since you know I'm young at heart. As he unwittingly transfers his hoarding habits into a virtual environment, his bedroom in Animal Crossing closely replicates his real-life counterpart. Chris goes outside and comes across several characters who all seem to run back indoors at the very side of him. Around here, I want to show you my favorite character that I kind of got to know from the start. Oop, she just went in. There's Anna Cootie. She just went in. And there's Elmer. He just went in. He then travels to his house on Quickville Island to reveal that he mostly uses the property for extra storage. I use mine as storage for the uh, extra items I uh, don't have room for at home. Yeah, I got a bunch. He reasserts his brand loyalty for Nintendo and decries their competitors. Speaking of which, you should make this Sonic Heroes should be Nintendo GameCube exclusive because Xbox and PlayStation 2, my opinion is the same as yours, they both stink. Yeah, I do not even own them. I don't even want them. That goes double for the PS1 as well. But if you want to know my game systems, I had my GameCube for about almost a year and a half now. Got it on May 31st, 2002. I got your SNES, Nintendo 64, NES. I got the Genesis 301 with the original Genesis, 32X, and Sega CD, as well as Sega Dreamcast, and the Sega Saturn. So I got mostly all of them. I've been a Sonic fan forever, and that's why I'm glad that Sonic came to uh, Nintendo. He mentions that he likes to keep his surroundings clean by picking weeds. Oh, we look at this. There's a weed. I pick weeds. Keeps my town clean as well as uh, Quixie. He also likes to keep active. Another weed. Why you know about that? I usually like to run. It, keep, it keeps me going faster. He introduces the viewers to his character, Crystal. Anyway, uh... This is Crystal. She's wearing the uh, rose chew look. There's a zap button on the door. I got Sachi's rose chew mug right here. Near the end, Chris yeah. proclaims that he is high functioning autistic. And uh, to answer the all important question What is the meaning of HFA with the two red eyes? I will tell you. Got that? That means high functionally autism because that's why I am. I'm high functionally autistic. I may have autism, but since I'm high functional, I do all. I can do a lot of things. I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do this documentary I'm doing right now. But anyway, uh, for the, for the submission of Nintendo Power, this has been a documentary narrated by Christian Weston Chandler. Thank you very much, and I hope that you will consider this for a publication. Bye now. Christian started 2004 with a New Year's resolution to find a girlfriend. On January 3rd, he drew a Sonichu comic strip, which also featured Rose Chu and Black Sonichu. This was the first time he included his characters in an illustrated storytelling setting. On the 6th, he went to get an eye exam. The optometrist in question happened to be Dr. David Chandler, Chris's brother from Bob's first marriage. 
who informed him for the first time that he had an eight-year-old niece named Savannah. On January 18th, he wrote Hard Love Quest, a poem concerning his difficulties in finding a boyfriend-free girl. Without girlfriend love, he feels an older age, as he is still stuck as a virgin with rage. He searched low and high to the end. The only delay is the fear of being already beaten by a boyfriend. On January 31st, Christian wrote in his diary, Well, it's the end of another month, and I still don't have a girlfriend. Maybe my latest idea, the Sonichu's News Dash newsletter, will make the ladies take notice of me. The newsletter in question was an outlet for Christian's creative ideas concerning Sonichu and his poetry. Issue 1 featured a couple of skits starring Sonichu, the poem Saddest Heart in the World, and a personal ad for himself, which was not unlike his attraction sign. Christian is a very shy and very thoughtful person and will only accept person-to-person -person encounters. When getting his attention, approach and say hi to him. Do not flirt from a distance. He will not be able to notice. To find Christian, he'll be wearing the Sonichu medallion. In addition to posting a digital copy onto his website, he distributed printed copies of the newsletter around PVCC campus as an alternative to his attraction sign. This must have caught the attention of Mary Lee Walsh, who issued a cease and desist order. In an email dated February 1st, Chris tried to settle out of court. Mary, I've slept on it, and I've realized that note hanging is not the way to get attention. And I don't really want to meet with either you nor Susan. No offense. I'll tell you what, let's forget the meeting, and if you will allow my newsletter to stay in distribution, I will do all of the following. I will never hang notes on the wall again. I'll consider stopping my silent treatment on Susan. I'll consider knocking you and Susan up my scale of respect each by two points. Zero equals no respect, ten equals respect. Walsh replied and insisted that they meet the following week. On February 9th, Christian recounted the events of that meeting. Mary Lee Walsh made it illegal to distribute the news dash. I am very angry at that XXXXX. In response, I plan to incite the masses and hope they demand the return of the news dash so my chances on getting a girlfriend can be restored. I have also declared war on them as well. It was allegedly during this meeting where he performed his curse yehameha attack, which consisted of Chris mimicking the hand motion of an attack move from the anime series Dragon Ball Z and cursing people into experiencing bad luck. However, it is not certain whether he was inspired by the original occurrence of the Kamehameha or its parody featured in another anime, Excel Saga, to which Chris has definitely been exposed. In March, Chris claimed that the kerfuffle concerning Walsh got his parents upset too. That XXXXX Mary Lee Walsh got on my and my parents' nerves. All I'd been doing was trying to get a girlfriend. Is that too much to ask? I am very devastated due to my shattered heart that XXXXX caused unto me. My life sucks. Completely disregarding her demands, he published issue 3 of Sonichu's News Dash with most of the content themes remaining unaltered. However, his requirements for a boyfriend-free girl were tweaked a little bit. He was now looking for 18 to 22 year olds since he had just turned 22 himself. In May of 2004, Nintendo Power Magazine published an article highlighting Christian's Animal Crossing video referring to Chris only as Sonichu. Simply amazing. 
there's no other way to describe what we've received from Sonichu of Quickville, a full video documentary that walked us through his daily life. His opulent manor contained every manner of furniture. Quickville's landscape was filled to the bursting point with all the animals who'd moved to his well-tended town. And Sonichu has customized everything about his town. Even many villagers have followed his bold trends, wearing the patterns he has created. This apparently got the attention of PBCC's newspaper, The Forum, which featured Christian and Sonichu in an exclusive report. PBCC student Christian Chandler has dedicated many hours to his pastime. He is the creator of Sonichu, the electric hedgehog Pokemon. Like Sonic, Sonichu can run at high speeds. During Super Sonic's battle against the perfect chaos monster, Sonic Adventure DX for GameCube, Super Sonic was spat out by the monster and collided with a bystanding Pikachu, Chandler explained. According to this story, the power from the Chaos Emeralds transformed Pikachu into Sonichu. Chandler and the world he created for Sonichu were featured in the May 2004 issue of Nintendo Power. The place is called Quickville. The quick prefix are his initials, Christian Weston Chandler. Nintendo Power was apparently impressed with Chandler's work. During all this rigmarole, he continued to publish his news dash, but he updated his personal contact information to include a link to his Match.com profile, which he created to aid in his love quest. It was also around this time that he opened a MySpace account. I enjoy drawing, listening to music, playing video games, and TCG. I also like anime, Legos, and I love my parents. I also enjoy web design. He proceeds to list all the gaming consoles in his possession, finishing with the Pokemon catchphrase, gotta catch them all. Interestingly, he listed his occupation as student slash cartoonist. He explores his most desperate desires in his blurb. I am a bit shy, but I would enjoy the company of a beautiful girl who likes some of the things I do. I also like to have fun when I can, and I don't really like to be alone. I graduated from high school on the honor roll, and I'm doing very well at PVCC. A lot of men make false promises to their girlfriends, but I am totally different. When it comes to what I can offer, I can seriously promise care, respect, empathy, and love. I think that most girls deserve the world, and I would do my best to give it to them. In May 2004, he attended the anime Mid-Atlantic Convention for the first time, where he met notable voice actress Monica Rial. She also sings opera very nicely, and she is a very nice, fun, and sweet person to hang around with. She sure made my day a sweet one. In Sonichu's News Dash Issue 5, he introduces three new Sonichu characters. Christian Sonichu, based on himself, Wesley Sonichu, his quote-unquote rival, who's based on Sarah Hammer's boyfriend, Wes Isley, and Sarah Hammer Rose Chu, obviously named after Sarah herself. In June, to celebrate the 24-year wedding anniversary of his parents, Chris made them a present, a dramatic retelling of the family's life via Animal Crossing. Through this videographic endeavor, he delves deep into the family's history. Hi, Mom and Dad. How are you doing? This is my little present for y'all. A little documentary for y'all. Here in Animal Crossing, for Nintendo GameCube about how y'all were, and how you are now, and so forth. So, take a trip back in time with me, won't you? As we explore uh, how each of you were. Uh, of course, first we'll travel back in time to... the time of good old Robert Franklin Chandler Jr. He 
was a hip youngster back in his day. Let's take a look inside his chateau and uh, see what describes him as him. He collects records. And he's got lots of them. He's got so many shells. He likes Palmer record case. Yeah. Chris reveals that Bob has Cherokee ancestry. He was born in Cherokee in uh, Texas. Actually, he was, he was like 116th Cherokee. But that's why we have this totem pole here. This Chinese lion here. That's, uh, he, he's been to Korea for uh, war in World War II, I believe it was. And he got conduct medal of honor. Which that's what this is right here. He performs the same type of tour for Barbara. But back then she went to school and she worked hard. And see this uh, shirt here, that's her school colors, blue and white, because uh, back in high school, she was a cheerleader. Bum bum, tis boom ba, yay yay, la la la. Oh yeah, she likes the old, to get old stuff as well, so she's got a little tea set here. And uh, we got a kitchen, fridge, and a uh, stove. Here's a little fan to keep cool with. Keep food in this little uh, pantry. And she keeps her uh, brooms and mops in the old closet here. Although somebody brought the mop, somebody wanted to clean up. You put your garbage in the garbage can. And this is the sad part. And it gets, in, some in some places, now in the very few houses nowadays, but what happened in the uh, old days, the bathroom was in the same room as uh, the kitchen. But luckily, we always remember to wash our hands with soap and water. Yeah. Anyway, that's just in the days of old. Nowadays, she does have a private bathroom. Yeah. Chris explains how his parents first met. They met over at Maddie's pub, see? Yeah. Mom was just uh, sitting down with her friend. She was watching uh, Bobby sing up here. And well, she li she really liked his uh, singing, so uh, she, as father put it, she went up to him and then uh, as he passed by, changed the, changed the thermo thermostat. Yeah. Anyway, she chased him down the hallway and cornered him. And then uh, after that, they just talked, so they just uh, talked things out and they, they got to know each other, found common things. Bob, do you take this woman to be lovely wed wife? To love and hold and cherish and to honor. I do. And do you, Barbara, take this man to be a lawfully wedded husband, to love and cherish and to honor forever? I do. I know, but not your man and wife, you might kiss the bride. Whoopee! After reenacting their wedding, Christian introduces himself into the picture. But anyway, when first comes love, then comes marriage, then they come along with their baby carriage, and that's where I came in. Born in February 1982 was me. He gives himself a tour of his own room. So anyway, this is my bedroom. And then returns to Bob's room. As a little retribution for uh, how things were, we're going to play a little number on the jukebox here. But since we don't have side-by-side -side on recording, we're, we're going to play uh, Sitting Under the Apple Tree. He proceeds to let the 1942 song, Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree, play in full. And there you have a nice little blast from past. And 
now for uh, my mom and dad to post something special for this uh, video. This is my way of saying happy anniversary to y'all. Coming up next. The video cuts to a drawing made with Mario Paint, which says, To mom and dad, happy anniversary. Thank you both for my birth. Love, Christian C. In July, Chris began going to the Charlottesville Fashion Square, attraction sign in hand, to seek out fellow mates. Evidently, his current practice did not yield promising results, as in a diary entry dated August 1st, he announced, Well, it's another month. Still no girlfriend. But I have a new idea that I'm sure will reel in a girlfriend on a fateful red string. The idea concerning red string consisted of Christian tying a red string to a paper heart on which pick me up and bring me to my owner was written. The significance of using a red string was most likely a reference to its appearance in the anime XL Saga and is a well-known symbol in many Asian cultures. Christian would throw the heart at prospective partners and hope that they would pick up the heart and follow the red string leading back to him. It cannot be determined how successful this strategy could have been because just four days after he employed the red string of fate, a mall security guard, which Chris referred to as a jerk-op, put an end to it. In August, Chris shifted focus away from Pokemon and centered his attention on Yu-Gi-Oh, a similarly themed card game. He began making his own custom cards and attended his first Yu-Gi-Oh tournament at the game place, where he met Megan Schroeder. Over the months of getting to know Megan, I grew fond of her. Although at that time, and up to now, she wasn't interested in a lovely relationship. I've bided to her wishes and requests. I am truly fond of her. Since he and Megan had Yu-Gi-Oh as a common interest, Christian only intensified his obsession with the game, creating more and more custom Yu-Gi-Oh cards, with one depicting Crystal, Christian's make-believe female twin. He also designed a girlfriend's gift card, on which the illustrated girlfriend looks suspiciously like the sister. On September 4th, Christian reflected on his love quest so far. While I was at the mall for the 8th week today, I realized something. Since I have been using a sign to state my being single and lonesome towards an 18-22 to year old boyfriend-free woman, I, in the event, was trying to sell myself like a new car. Two days later, Chris's love quest was interrupted by a jerk cop. I told that jerk cop off when I pulled some of my fun cards and told my lonesome virgin story, intimidated him, and shouted no into his face. In short, today was my independence day, but I am still alone. On September 11th, his search for love took a turn for the worst. I was not bothering anyone at the mall today while I was trying to sell myself. When I got arrested for trying, I fortunately did not go to jail, but I have been stripped of my right to go to the mall by myself. I would be required to bring my mom or dad with me. My independence and my soul were practically murdered. Chris's run of misfortune climaxed when only five days later, the school board of PVCC suspended him for one year. My dad is bloodthirsty for revenge as well. He's going to write to US President George W. Bush Jr. and Laura Bush to help me get allowed back to PVCC. We all curse to death upon that XXXXX Mary Lee Walsh. In conjunction with his suspension, he was required to take anger management classes, get a psychological evaluation, and receive social skills counseling. Ten days after the event, he lamented over his inability to go to PVCC or the mall, 
and confessed that he would be asking for a girlfriend this Christmas. Despite his bans from the college and the fashion square, he decided to continue with his search for a boyfriend-free girl, but relocated to the University of Virginia's campus to do so. However, this move wasn't for long, as Christian was allowed back to the fashion square in November. Regardless, he went back to UVA for a different kind of engagement, in the form of a mandatory psychiatric evaluation. There are more of such documented examinations in existence, but this is the only one so far which has been made public. Mr. Chandler says that since finishing high school and starting at PVCC in the year 2000, he has had an increasing interest in a female companion. His attempts at this ultimately led to his suspension from college. His attempt took the form of a sign, which he placed next to himself while sitting in the lobby at Piedmont. This sign was a list of qualifications that a potential girlfriend would have. He said that he has been very frustrated by his inability to find a girlfriend, and he suffers from noviophobia. This refers to his frustration that females often tell him that they already have a boyfriend. While he does have physical attraction towards females, his primary frustration is with his lack of companionship. The report mentions his medical record and earlier evaluations. He has already undergone psychological evaluation by Robin Hawks at the Center of Learning Potential. The recommendation concerning Mr. Chandler's emotional status is that he seek psychiatric and psychological treatment. The psychologist felt that counseling and medication would possibly address his obsessive thought pattern and assist him with social skills. She also recommended anger management training. The analysis also comments on Christian's appearance and demeanor in the session. The patient is a mildly overweight white male wearing blue jeans and a shirt. He was also wearing a makeshift necklace that has a large plastic medallion in the shape of a Pokemon character's head. He also had a number of Shrinky Dink decorations attached to this necklace. He had a large backpack that he carried with him and had a notebook containing a large number of drawings. His speech was somewhat nasal, with frequent awkward laughing during his sentences. His speech was fluent. His responses were appropriate to the questions posed to him. Overall, the volume of his speech was slightly elevated, although his tone was generally pleasant and almost jovial. His thought processes were linear and logical. He was somewhat concrete, especially regarding social interactions. He seemed to have a good insight into his limitations. The attending physician offers up his final verdict. Folstein's score was 30 out of 30, with his sentence being, Uncle Spunky is a really funky monkey. Mr. Chandler is a 22-year-old man with a history of developmental delays and autism. Despite these limitations, he seems to have been quite successful in maximizing his academic abilities. He is left, however, with a severe degree of social awkwardness and seems to have good insight into this. He is left feeling somewhat frustrated as he has a strong desire for companionship, although his social limitations prevent him from being able to realize this in the way which he would like. The patient doesn't seem to pose a significant threat to himself or anyone else. After the evaluation, Chris carried on with life much like before, with neither him nor his parents making any significant effort to change his ways. But Christmas was soon approaching and maybe Santa would bring him a girlfriend like he wished, who could right all his wrongs and change his life for the better.